You are listening to episode 10 of the High Life Podcast. I'm Meredith Wadsworth, an integrative health coach, fitness trainer, yogi, and wellness lifestyle consultant. Each episode covers all things health and wellness, inspiring you to honor yourself every day through discovering how to eat more, move more, and live more. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode. It is Valentine's Day, so just wanted to throw in a quick happy Valentine's to you wherever you are, whether you're single or in a relationship, doesn't matter, just celebrating the love that's around you today, including the love for yourself. And on that note, excited to bring you today's show with Elizabeth and Dale from Sweats in the City, the uh, Instagram channel and blog. These girls are super down to earth, so fun to hang out with, and we talk about everything from creating habits that keep you motivated to, you know, not having to label your lifestyle, food sensitivity testing, and so much more. So can't wait for you to listen and enjoy. So... Before we like start getting into like real questions, what um did you guys have for breakfast? Oh, oh. I, okay. I, I'll start <laughs> like who's first? Um, Dale here. I pretty much have yogurt every single morning. I like crave it when I wake up. Mm-hmm. So what kind I of do, yogurt? Um, Icelandic Norsker. I okay. like, and I also like Icelandic provisions. So I mix that with like almond butter or peanut butter, and then I'll put um, granola and blueberries and a little honey. Today I was very hungry when I woke up, so I had to go into my second one like have a little bit. I just like, it was one of those, some days I can like, Dip it in. some days I'm like not hungry, and then others I'm just, yeah, never ends. Just going with how you feel. <laughs> yeah. Um, I had an English muffin, what's the brand, Ezekiel, it's like Foods for Life. Mm. I love their stuff. Like, yeah. My sister calls them hockey pucks, they're like so dense. Yeah. Um, with almond butter and jelly and sliced banana. Yum. It was so good. Oh, that sounds I'm really good. I was like out of the English muffins. I just got back last night and yeah. I like ran to the grocery store this morning. I'm like, I can't have anything <laughs> yeah. else. So good. One of the things I got really into making for a while was um, putting like PB2 on a rice cracker Yum. with banana slices and then like flax seeds and cinnamon and honey. Uh-huh. Like sounds, all of those things are so good. It was good. so good. I don't know why I stopped doing that. I, good. I got really into smoothies and oatmeal. Rice cakes, but a lot of people like the rice cakes. I love round rice yeah. cakes. Yeah. Like Lundberg's brand. Yeah, yeah. Really good. I like the crunch. Yeah. And it's funny too because I used to, like, I get into these things with, like, the flavored ones, but mm-hmm. then I slowly start, like, weaning myself <laughs> yes. off the flavored. Yes. And so now I'm like, I like the cardboard ones. Yeah. You start craving <laughs> like the cardboard. plain kind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Same thing with, like, coffee. Oh. Like, you slowly wean yourself off of, like, adding sugars and creams. And yeah, teach like, me wow. how to do that because literally my, like, body is full of stevia, so I need to figure out how to get it right Oh, there. yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's just what you have to do. I initially I didn't like coffee. My mom would make it for me um, with, like, lots of hot cocoa in it. Oh. Oh, I like that. Yeah, and then she would slowly, like, every day add less and less of the cocoa powder until the point where it was just like, I liked coffee. And then it was just a matter of taking out the, the, at the time it was Splenda, but now right. it's oh like, my God, TBT to Splenda. I know yeah. throwback <laughs> that shit screwed me over. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Okay. Moving on from the breakfast question. What is like a tip? Do you guys have a typical morning routine? Or do you kind of like switch it up every morning? Um, Elizabeth here, my ideal morning I mean, it, it kind of varies based on how much time I have, but I do always have my morning tonic, which is, it used to be apple cider vinegar, and now I'm having coconut cider vinegar because of all these, like, I'm having, like, a lot of dietary restrictions right mm-hmm. now. So which that, I want to talk about later. Yes, we'll get into. Um, so the coconut, which tastes remarkably the same. I'll show it to you afterwards. Um, I, and never, then, I didn't know that the coconut had vinegar. Uh, me either, um, <laughs> but it's literally the exact same thing. I guess it makes sense. Is it like coconut aminos? Like, I wonder if, is that what's in coconut aminos? It looks and smells very different, but oh. I'm sure it has something to do with yeah. the properties. Interesting. Um, and then I read, like, a passage from my uh, meditation book. Mm-hmm. Return to Love? Yes. Love, or no, uh, Journey to the Heart. Yeah, yeah. I think because I have that too because it's of you guys. It's so good. Yeah. And if I have time, I do a longer meditation guided with Organically Jamie, who's awesome. Um, I have, like, some recordings of hers. Mm -hmm. And then write in my journal. So, like, 
ideally I have like at least 28 minutes or like somewhere around there to do it. But if not, I'll just do like maybe one of those things. Yeah. Cool. Um, I guess mine's a little less meditation focused, but it's kind of <laughs> my own self care way. Um, I really try to not look at my phone for like 30 minutes after I wake up. Yeah. For me, it's like I need to get myself in order. So I make an espresso, fill my almond milk, eat my breakfast, um, wash my face, do all that kind of stuff. And then I'll usually like turn on the news while I eat my breakfast. And then um, and then I'll turn on my phone and get to my emails and stuff. It just kind of has really helped me set myself up for the day. Because before I would like wake up and get so anxious that I'd forget to do a lot of these things or wouldn't have time and I would run out the door. So that's pretty much it. And then usually I pretty much go to a class after. I give myself like an hour to get ready to digest um, before I head to a class. So that's my ideal situation is like a morning class um, that I can have time to do that all. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What kind of classes do you like to do in the morning? Are there are there classes you reserve for doing in the morning and then ones you'd rather do in the evening? Like I'd rather do all classes in the morning. Me too. Except actually I just thought of this the other day. <clears throat> I'm, I just got really into hot yoga. I know I'm like behind the times, but my favorite Moto is awesome. I've been. I've going heard there, that. Yeah, and that to me is more of a nighttime thing, like six or seven, because I like to just come home. You're weirdly not that hungry afterwards, or at least I'm not. Eat something light and then shower and go to bed. So it's like yeah. it like shuts down the day. When I sweat oh, that nice. intensely in the morning, yeah. it's like a little hard for me to come back from it. Yeah. No, that's true. That's a really good point. I've been loving um, Yoga Vita NoHo. Yes. And they have, because they're, their hot yoga is like infrared, which it just feels different uh, to me. Right. It's like, it, and it also, infrared takes me a lot longer to get sweaty than mm -hmm. when it's just like a really hot room. Yes. That, from like There's moisture. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it takes me a lot longer. So I feel like I get all like the strength and like the benefits of hot yoga, but I'm not actually like sweating buckets. Right. Right. So, totally. but I like the idea of like doing that sort of in more of the evening. Yeah. Especially if it's like anything over an hour. I did like a mm -hmm. 75 minute one. Yeah. Oh, that it's sounds nice. nice. Yeah. I need to get over to that studio. Um, so how did you guys get into being sweats in the city in the first place? And what did you do before? Yeah. <laughs> well, we were roommates. We were roommates, and that's what got us, um, that's how we knew each other. Yeah. And we both were really passionate. Roommates in school or no, just, in, like... in New York. So did you guys meet each other here? Yeah. Hey! Yeah. 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 Funny how that works. And we were just, we became obsessed with boutique fitness, and we weren't, like, huge fitness girls. We weren't huge, like... We weren't trainers. trainers or anything like that. Right. But we were just girls with 9 to 5 jobs that loved this carving an hour a day to go to, like, explore new studios. And we found ourselves so drawn to talking about them and our experiences, the good, bad, everything. And we really were looking for a platform that discussed these um, boutique fitness studios and thought there would be like a, there should be like a really good community around them because you know you, again you could follow trainers, you could follow specific studios, but we, we kind of wanted a real girl's perspective to yeah. fit this into their day. Um, so that's how we got started, and that that sparked our idea. And it really didn't exist at the time. Like, all we could find were trainers, yeah. like Equinox type of trainers and things like that on Instagram, which is great. But, like, we were looking for more of, like... Everything was biased. A class yeah. review platform. Yeah, unbiased. We wanted to see the bad facts. And we wanted to know, like, the little things. Like, can I shower there? Like, especially, like, girly stuff. Yeah. Um, and then through that and, like, kind of, like... Obviously, our bread and butter is, like, class reviews. And we still stick to that today. But it's kind of just grown into, like, an all-encompassing... Um, Wellness. Yeah, yeah, health and wellness, is. lifestyle. We're now kind of expanding a little bit more into fashion and things like that. Just like as our followers have become more curious about all aspects of our life, we're kind yeah. of like delivering that. Yeah. So it's been really fun. That is so fun. Um, what was the hardest part about like transitioning from... So wait, yeah, what were you guys doing oh, before? Okay. Yeah. I was working at a fashion startup. Okay. And... Um, I was working in media sales at Bloomberg. So nice. it was an interesting, like, I think... Both of our combined skill sets from our previous jobs like worked perfectly for yeah. what we do. Obviously, like making that jump was scary and um, a little That's stressful, key. but I think like you know, we both had a pretty good handle on you know where we wanted to take the blog and what we were going to do when we went full time. We kind of so it started as a blog before it was Instagram or vice it actually, versa. It, we we start well, it, it was kind of at the same time. Yeah, yeah. We had been preparing our reviews for a blog post and it's crazy because things have changed so much over time what we originally set out to do with our um the blog is so different from what we are today and I just yeah. think it's just for 
kind of just going with whatever, um, you know, we're kind of just like drawn to things that work for us and then things that we test that don't, you know. So I think after we were working for about a year and a half on the blog and our full-time job simultaneously, um, we kind of both realized that it was now or never. If we don't take the leap to do it, like someone else will and there's so many opportunities we're passing up. So it was better just to like go go all in. Yeah, it got to the point where, like, we were getting offers to go to certain events or, like, try out different classes and mm. things like that, and we couldn't go because of our job, and, yeah. you know, at some point you have to kind of outweigh the pros mm. and the cons of making that leap, so it was yeah. scary, but I think that, like, those kinds of chances that you take are often, like, the most rewarding. Yeah. Was there ever any, like, backlash from anyone, like, like in your family or anything? Like, was anyone just like, oh, you guys are crazy for doing this, or was, mm-hmm. was it all kind of supported? My parent, like, my family was, like, do it. Like, they were, like, yeah. when are you, like, so they, like, really wanted me to go full-time with it. Um, and everyone has been very supportive with it. I would say my family was, like, probably the most supportive out of anyone yeah. um, from day one. So that was really great that they were able to get on board with that. Yeah. Totally. Mine, too. I, I mean, I think my parents are, like, still a little bit confused about what exactly I do <laughs> just because they're, like, in such a different I feel you. world. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Sometimes they make jokes like, well, you have all this free time. And, like, I'm like, well, I really don't. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like that. We have less, literally less free time than we did when we were working full time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but my sister is really supportive and she, like, understands it, obviously, because we're closer in age. Yeah. And, like, helped me through all of the, the difficulty of, like, actually taking the step to quit my job. Because, like, you can say, like, oh, I quit my job and started this full time. But, like, there's a real process that goes on there and, like, people you're affecting. And so it was definitely a little hard, but all worthwhile right yeah and I think that's like so true like a lot of people hesitate going and doing the things that they really want to do that are their passion but they they hold back from doing it because they're afraid that like the people who care about them their family are going to not support them in that but yes. ultimately they're the ones who are going to want you to do what you're passionate about like right. they're not the ones living your every day no yeah um and also like to the point where you're saying like you now feel like you have less time than before it's in a different way, though. It's not like you feel like you're constantly working, like you're doing what you love. So yes. It doesn't feel like work. Exactly. And, like, that's totally how I feel, too, now that, like, I have, like, zero time to do anything else. But, it, like, I'm when people are like, what do you do in your spare time? Like, what are your fun things that you do? And I'm like, the work that I do is the fun thing that I do. Like, right, like, I get that's why up I'm doing six it in now. the morning and I start working that. And, like, yeah. And that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, sometimes I'm up till 2 a.m. working, but, like, it doesn't feel like work. That's what I want to do. Yes. Yeah. Definitely love that. Win. Yeah. Um, so... You do, obviously, lots of New York classes and L.A. classes. Are Is there, like, sweats in the city? Is there Are they going anywhere else in the near uh, future? I hope so. Yes. We tra- whenever we travel, we like to show off a little bit of our, yeah. um, the boutique fitness there. It's just the New York and L.A. scene is, like, unlike any other scene in terms of fitness. But, you know, I'm from Toronto. Elizabeth's from Michigan. So when we go home, we'll, we'll showcase studios there we'll, when we travel to Miami or anything like that. Yeah, I mean, I think long term, and we've always said this, we would yeah. love to like expand sweats to other cities. I, we're not sure really what form that would take if we would have like teams in different cities, kind yeah. of right, like a zag voice. Mm. Um, but what we do know is that like it's very well responded to when we're traveling and reviewing classes in Chicago or you know wherever that may be. That's not New York and LA. Obviously, people love that too. But like you know, there's so many other people out there for us to reach. Um, so in the future, yes, yes, we will be expanding in some shape or form. We're just not sure exactly. Yeah. And, and also like we've been really expanding into streaming because so many, so much of our following isn't just based in New York or even in LA or places that have access to anything other than a CrossFit right? or, you know, and yeah. Europe or anything like that. So yeah. that's been really good for our audience to like showcase those different, um, streaming options. Yeah. Um, that's, I know that's something I've heard a lot from too, just from like clients of my own that are like in more remote cities and they're like, oh, I want to be motivated to exercise and stuff in the morning, but it's hard because there's only a few classes that are around here Mm -hmm. and it's not something I'm necessarily into. So yeah, the streaming thing is, is huge. huge. Um, are there, is it ever like overwhelming that your job is sort of based off of going to fitness classes? Are you ever like waking up some days and you're like, I really don't want to go to this class that I have to go to? Like so weird because when I first got into fitness it was like how am I gonna get out of bed and do it and I just was like and the only reason why the days I wouldn't cancel is the day I'd make a plan with a friend 
but now I'm just like, it's just my life. I don't know. Yeah. We know when to take a break, but like, it's normal that we would schedule in. It's all, I mean, like, I it's think awesome. creating patterns and routines as like a human is such a thing. I, I listened to a podcast on it recently and just kind of training your brain to like not think twice about it, I guess. I don't know. That sounds kind of weird, but we were actually talking about it the other day and we were like, we picked a really good, yeah. um, like industry to go into because we're so busy all the time that like if our job didn't revolve around working, working out, out yeah. we wouldn't have time, wouldn't have time to work yeah. out. So we're like, it's, it works out very well. Yeah. yeah. Pun intended. Um, <laughs> there you go. How, uh, how many classes do you guys do a day? We, ne- we never do more yeah. than one. The only time we double up is if we have oh, events yeah, or, um, you know, like promotional type of stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're not, we're not really two a day. Yeah. We don't really, yeah, we don't. Yeah. What, what does like an average day look like? I started asking you guys earlier, but I was like, save it for the podcast. We're like spewing it out. Yeah. Um, (laughs) so it's kind of hard to say average just because they're all so different, but like some categories of things that we're doing all the time, answering emails is like number one and doing like outreach to different brands, Mm -hmm. working with brands. So you guys like are all you, like you guys don't have. No, we have an agency. You do. And then we outsource, like, obviously our accountant and lawyer, yeah. but um, we don't have anyone else. We're going to get more. We had interns before, and we'll get more interns again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but, but really, we, we do most of yeah. our correspondence with brands and outreach and things like that just because we enjoy it, and yeah. we're pretty good at it. Yeah. So we figure we might as well kind of, like, keep it to ourselves for yeah. now. Um, but, yeah, a lot of correspondence with brands. Social media. Content creation, mm-hmm. and, and then reporting that to brands that, like, we have timelines for and things like that. Um, unsponsored um, blog posts and things like that. Lots you know, of we, blog posts, yeah. Events. I mean, sometimes we have like two or three a day. We had like three the other day. Yeah. Class hostings. I mean, those take up our, a lot of our week. Meetings. Like, so many people want to have that FaceTime meeting before we even, you know, take it to the next level about partnering with them. Yeah. Um, answering interviews, podcasts, all that kind of stuff. And then just little things like responding to DMs, responding to all of our comments, making sure that we're getting that kind of like touch-by-touch basis um, relationship in with our followers is so massive and it's easy to like get caught up in all the day-to-day stuff and not do that, but really that's kind of our base. Yeah, yeah, it's so important. Yeah. How do you sort of stay sane with all that? Especially like, that's something I always have to keep in check with myself is like, because so much of what I do is based on like social media and online, like staying grounded and not letting that get to you or finding that you're wasting hours and hours on your phone. Not wasting, but you know what I mean? It's, yeah, hard. it's hard. We were actually just talking about how we might get separate uh, work, work phones. phones. Cause we're like, it's get it's overwhelming to yeah. really draw the line. And then another part is, is like, everyone knows that you're on your phone 24 seven. So they think you're available 24 yeah. seven and it's like. I'm actually working all the time and it's, it's, I was like, you know what, maybe she's going to separate work phone and put my, you know, social phone. If you have an emergency contact me, but other than that, like don't talk I'm working. To yeah. Yeah. No, it's so true. And I'm also so, like, I, I don't consider myself someone that has like ADD, but sometimes I feel like it cause I'll be on my yes. phone and I'm, I'll, I'll yeah. be doing one thing that's for me personally, but then I'll get like a DM from like a client or something and all of a sudden, and all of a sudden I'm just deep in that hole and I'm like, shit, yes. like an hour's gone by yeah. and I like haven't done the thing I came on my phone to do. And definitely would I think be nice it's to, important to have that separation time and yeah. for me I'm still working on that and like I've noticed when I've gone home for like the holidays and stuff my mom being like Elizabeth it's Christmas like get off your laptop stop working and like like you were saying because I enjoy it so much yeah. I don't necessarily realize feel like it's what I'm working yeah. on doing like rather than being like okay I'm gonna take Saturday off because to me right now that just would cause too much anxiety because I feel like there's so much that I need to be doing. I'm trying to do, like, okay, Friday afternoon after 3, like, I stop responding to all work things. Mm-hmm. Or something like that where it's manageable and where it's not going to create such a pile-up that the next day I'm left feeling worse worse off than if I had just worked through it. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And, yeah, I think that's a good idea. And also, like, time blocking. Like, one of my big fears is, oh, like, what if I don't have time to get to that eventually? And when I put it on my calendar and set aside that time, I'll be, like, confident. But it's okay. Wednesday at two, this is what I'm doing. It gives it like a and place. It, it gives it a place it, instead of like, oh my God, I have a million things to do. Like I can't get them done. And that's why I need to just spend hours working. And I think that's like a, a helpful tool. Yeah. Do you guys, have you ever heard of like the Pomodoro method? Or have you no, tried that? No. Well, so I'm, I don't even really want, know why it's called that because Pomodoro means tomato. I don't know why it's called the tomato say, method. Oh, yeah, the time blocker tomato thing. Well, yeah. That so I guess, the, I guess they actually made a tomato blocker yeah, out of it. But did. it's just like, it's. I think it's been around for a while, but it's this method of basically time blocking 25 minutes at a time and then taking like a breather break and not like 
basically not letting yourself get distracted for those 25 I, minutes. I, yeah. And then and that's taking a break. But I actually just yesterday downloaded an app called Flora, which is so cute because you can like basically connect with other friends who have it. So even if you're not in the same place, you can like sort of challenge each other to both be really focused for 25 Let's minutes. Do that. And if you like pick up your phone instead, it like plants a little it plants a little fake seed and the tree grows over 25 minutes and if one of you picks up your phone, the tree dies. Let's okay, do let's do it. We're on it. <laughs> it's so cute. And you can actually like put real money in it too, where it's like if you kill <laughs> if you kill the virtual tree, your money goes towards planting a real tree. I love oh. that. So this is a really cute little app for you guys should try genius. it. Yeah. Flora, I'm gonna download. The other day I actually was like I had to I did my laundry and I had like so much laundry because I was away for a month. And I was like I was could just see myself putting some weight and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna set a timer giving myself 18 minutes to put this all away and if I don't beat this like I was like like I have to beat the time yeah and it worked and I was like I know if I didn't set that timer it I would have gone to do it yeah. well yeah gone to check on to have some snacks got like yeah it was just it's the most helpful yeah. thing time yeah walking. I know you're a big fan of like setting challenges for yourself like I was really inspired the other day you're like <laughs> oh, yes, the 100 <laughs> things challenge and like you, I like just get really yeah. motivated by the ones you I create think, for yourself. Thank totally. you. I think the, <laughs> having the actual number is so helpful. Yeah. Because then it's like up in the air. It's like a goal. And right. then yeah. when you set it, it's like, oh, that was easy. I can do 100 more. I can do five more or whatever it is. So yeah. It's, it, you feel very accomplished. Yeah. And you, for a while, are you still doing, you? I think it was like put 10 things away or something I before bed. You always do that. It's even sometimes just like a random piece of mail that I did not need to keep. I can put the recycling. Yeah. Bag. Or an extra shampoo bottle that's like, you know, things like that. Or just and then putting away my jacket and my shoes so I know where they are in the morning. Yeah. Yeah, so do you um, follow the KonMari method? No, what's that? It's the, um, I have the book over there, I think. It's like all about tidying up. She now has the Netflix show. Just, oh, 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 yeah, yeah. Um, so like her whole premise is like every, every object in your home like has a place. Yeah. And like don't ever not leave them in their place. So it right. like, sounds super simple, but it's kind of difficult. But like... We did, like, a whole sweep through, and it's this whole process where you, like, weed out a bunch of things, and you put, like, all your clothes in a pile in the middle of your house, and it just feels totally crazy. Um, but you, we got rid of, like, I'm, I want to say, like, 12 garbage bags of stuff. Wow. Like, that I didn't even think could fit in here. Yeah. Um, and it's really helped. Like, ever since, I really haven't become a mess again. Like, yeah. And I'm a pretty organized person to begin with, but it's kind of just taking it, like, one step beyond that. Right. Oh, it sounds like something I need to do. So I mean, I, I like the book. Yeah. I try to periodically go through and, like, donate things or just get rid of things. And every time I do, like, I always have, like, at least two or three bags full. And I, like, feel so good. Then yes. I go back to my closet and I'm like, no one would ever know I took stuff yeah, out of here. No like, how? How? I, well, I have so much crap. So I need to – my goal is to get it down. I would love to try to do that, like, 33 things in 30 days month. Oh. It's like, it's like a yes. – again, another challenge. Tell but it's like <laughs> a capsule wardrobe where, like, you only have 33 – things in your wardrobe and oh. for like 30 days or something you're not allowed to buy anything else or I like that. something like that but in other words I'm trying to get I'm trying to really weed things down especially because now like so much of what I wear is like workout clothes I know. it's Same. like that and like a sweatshirt and like maybe something like this yeah yeah, yeah. um so having tried so many different like workouts and things ha have you found something that definitely resonates with you more than others and what does that, like, what do you feel like is, like, the best kind of workouts for your body? Do you always switch it up, or do you feel like there's something that you go back to over and over again? Totally. So I think before, Dale and I were both, like, this is back when we, like, were having to force ourselves out of bed more so to get to classes. Like, we were doing a lot more high-intensity type of stuff. Berries, Soul Cycle, Yeah. Those um, kinds of things. Yeah, mile high, like, a lot of treadmill type of stuff. And, like, for us, we just, like, found that we genuinely like don't enjoy it and like maybe our bodies don't respond as well to it as like a lower intensity type of workout yeah and you know it's all about a balance like that's not to say we won't go to a soul cycle they're fun right um things like that but I think Pilates bar p-volve style type of stuff like model fit um personally for me like my body just responds so much better to that and I just like feel better leaving the class yeah that's exactly how I feel totally in the same way and I find that um when you enjoy a workout more, like I used to, I did a post about this. I used to, like, Friday is my running day, have to do an interval day, and I would just <laughs> dread all week, thank God it's on Friday. And I'm like, why do I have this habit I hate? I'm just like, 
I mean, it's, it's literally like, why did I think my body was going to like turn to like mush if I didn't do this workout? Which right. was complete opposite and based on nothing true. Yep. Totally. So I was like, now I'm just going to stick to things I like and I'm not like counting down the minutes in class. Yeah. Right. That's so much what I hear people telling me they're afraid of, especially like whether they're coming to do P-Volve or just like do more yoga, do more low impact things. They're like, am I going to gain weight from no longer doing high intensity stuff? And I'm like, if anything, the opposite's going to happen. Like you're going to find like what's good for you and not stress out about the fact that you need to do these high intensity workouts. And that stress is what's going to cause you to like hold on to weight in the first place. And And make you hungrier. Make you hungrier. Yeah. It's all about finding like what you personally enjoy and what you respond well to. And like, I would say generally that's the same thing. Yeah. And I, I just did a post on this too yesterday. I was like thinking about how I, I, I don't remember the last time I did like a high intensity workout, but I was always doing those things or like lifting weights and stuff. Cause I thought like that was what you're, you interpret as what's going to create strength. Yeah. Like you're going to get stronger by lifting weights and like doing these intense, like, right. like badass workouts and stuff. But if anything, I always felt really weak at the end of the day because I either, like, wasn't eating enough doing them or, like, I was just, like, burning myself out. And now that, like, all I do is yoga and, like, low-impact things, like, I've never felt stronger. Totally. And, And like, that, that, like, intense soreness isn't necessarily something that you have to have. I think that, like, we all had that in our head at one point where, like, that was the goal. Yeah. And I was like, great, I'm sore sometimes, but, like, I don't need to, like, strive for that. Right. Yeah. Um... And so speaking of, like, listening to your body, how is that sort of translated into now, like, also food and, and nourishment and stuff like that? And you mentioned, like, you've been having some um, sensitivities and digestive yes. issues, so. So through that, through, like, the sensitivities and digestive stuff, it's been interesting. Like, I think if this were me a year ago, and just to give you guys, like, a little synopsis without going too far, I basically took this test recently called the LCAT that identifies um, foods and substances that you're having reactions to that maybe you didn't know. And they're totally random. Like, it's not a one-size-fits-all. A lot of the things on there are foods that are, like, very well-regarded, like cinnamon and salmon and brown rice and things that no one would have ever told me um, otherwise. Right. But I think that, like, getting into this better mindset of, like, doing less intensity classes, um, eating a, a bigger snack in the afternoon so that you're not starving like when dinner time rolls around, like I think all of those things kind of prepared me for like what I'm now facing, which is like a very restricted diet, but I'm not responding to it as if, as if it is restrictive. You know what I mean? Like I really do go out to dinner now and like, I can't have the cacio e pepe pasta that I love, Mm -hmm. but instead of feeling like that, as if it's like, you can't have that because that food is going to make you fat. Right. I feel like I'm not having that because, like, I really want to feel well and I really don't want to end up in the hospital again and, like, I really want my body to operate at the highest potential. Yep. And so it's a totally different mindset. And, like, Absolutely. I think everything has kind of led me to this place where I now feel that way. Yeah. And there, because there's levels to tuning into your body, too. And I think what gets overwhelming for people is when they're like, oh, you know, she's at this point where she can cut out these things, like, and she's having success with it. Like, I need to cut all these things out, too. And, like, but they're going, they're trying to go from, like, A to Z. And you have to go to B, C, D, E, F, G first and and then get there. Um, Yeah, and it totally gives a different mindset to it. Because you also know that it's not, it's not like you can never have Cacio Pepe again. Right. You can have it. And you, and when you do have it, you're going to do it because you know that you want it and you're not going to feel badly about doing it because it is fully like your decision and it's not like a falling off the wagon kind of decision. No, there is no wagon. It's like my thing. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, and like, even like when I hear things about like intermittent fasting and things like that, I just know personally that it's not for me because I wouldn't respond well to not having food until one like it works amazingly for a lot of people and I actually just talked to a friend who's feels so great doing it like a few days a week but for me I just I know myself and like my blood sugar will drop and I'll be really irritable and like I'll be thinking about food non-stop and so it's really kind of like tailoring everything to your personal beliefs and just body yeah Um, and also like, I feel like there's this like big misunderstanding around intermittent fasting that it needs to be during the day. Yes. And it doesn't like, I actually, so I technically do intermittent fast, but I never thought about it that way. It's just like, for me, it means I stop eating at like eight, 9 PM just 
normally whenever I stop eating right. dinner and then I don't have breakfast again until eight or nine in the morning. And Which that's, is that's an crazy. intermittent fast. No, yeah, that's yeah. like a normal, but that's still, that's 12 hours. Yeah. And sometimes I wake up and I'm like not as hungry a little bit. So I wait a little bit longer and then it's like 13 or 14 hours. So right. now when you think about it, yes, that's intermittent fasting, but it's, it's, it's not like during totally the day. It's, yeah. And I, I think honestly, that's the best way to do it because also if you're like, during the day when you're awake is like the time that you're supposed to be getting like vitamins and minerals from right. the things and that you're, you're eating. Right. So like why take away the chance to get those things into your body that like you actually really need. Totally. And, and you could be use, operating at a better yeah, pace. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, some people, some people do really like that, but again, it's levels. Yes. So like you have to get to a certain level of health before you even attempt to do a 13, 14, 16 hour fast, whatever it is. Right. Like you don't want to just try doing that when like yesterday you've been like eating McDonald's and stuff like that. Right. Like there's no point. Um, totally agree. Yeah. Um, so what are some of your favorite non-workout wellness things that you've gotten to test out in this past year? Like I know you've done like some Reiki and Ooh, like yes. other stuff. So many things. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think. I definitely, we're really into like the, any skincare related, like facials and all Obviously, that. Obviously, yeah. Um, we've done Reiki and breath work too. Um, and I just think things to help your mind, like whether it's, um, yeah, like meditation or a good therapy session. Um, you know, we both have a nutritionist we see and I find that's just like really grounding and great for our mental and well-being. Um, I'm not like a crazy like wellness person in terms of like I don't do like 50 million things I think that would stress me out too much yeah Um, so I keep it pretty simple mm-hmm. I like my workout and I'll do a meditation yoga and all that kind of stuff when it serves me but um, yeah. the, my kind of like self care and wellness is more just like kind of detaching and like reading a book or yeah. watching a show or whatever yeah. it is getting a mani-pedi or foot massage yeah. yeah keeping it simple I think yeah. it's like that's such a good point though too there, yeah. there's so many trends and hot topics or whatever yeah, in yes. wellness now that people feel like they have to do all the things right uh, yeah. and then it's just like it has it. the total opposite effect like these things are supposed to calm you down chill you out and people are like no I have to like have my turmeric tonic and then yeah, I have yeah, to go yeah, and do yeah, like yeah. this infrared sauna and right. then like that's, God. that's <laughs> yes. honestly how yeah, it's overwhelming about wellness in general and it kind of goes back to the eating thing like people are like are you this? Are you paleo? Are you keto? Are you this? And I'm like, I'm actually like nothing. None of it. And I just go with what I feel. Like, yeah. And I sometimes feel weird being a fitness influencer health and not subscribing to a certain kind of like, oh, I do not eat dairy or I do not eat this. Right. I eat like like everything in a moderation, of course, but there's no like thing that I subscribe to. Yeah. That, you know? No, I'm the same way. Yeah. I think a lot of people like, especially when we first started would send us messages and I still, we still get a few of them where they're like, Oh, are you guys vegan? Yeah. Or yeah. like, yeah. do you, and like, it's, yeah, there's definitely like an yeah. assumption that we fall into a certain category and that they need to fall into a certain category and they want us to tell them our category so that they can then yeah. also do the people, category. people love labels. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. It's, it's not that way at all. And like, I think plant-based eaters are awesome. I think vegetarians are awesome. And like all of that is amazing. But again, it's like, for your personal body and like mm-hmm. for us it's we're a mixture of everything yeah yeah I wish people would just stop labeling like the category they're in mm-hmm. for identity purposes almost right no and it's it's and it's not like their fault necessarily I think society has made us all feel like we need to be fit into a certain definition of something yeah. and people are scared to figure out what they are for themselves they feel like they need to find something that like they either align with immediately or if they don't they need to change something about themselves to fit with it exactly as opposed to just like letting them be who they are and acknowledging that they're going to change too and being okay with that change you like there there are periods of time where i i go through eating pretty much pretty much vegan i don't call myself that but like like essentially 90 percent of the time that's more or less what i have but there are also days where i have seafood twice a day every day for like a week and i feel amazing doing it but i just like listen to what that is and what that feels like um, and not trying to, you know, again, it's, again, it gets sort of back to being on this wagon. People feel like they need to either be on it or off it, on yes. it or off it. And it's like, no, just sort of go it's, ride a wave. Like it's almost like a crutch. Like it's almost yeah. like that this subscription is going to save you from like eating too much or yes. just, it's like, no, like if you just do everything and like, mo- like you f- follow your, what feels good and you're intuitive about it. 
Um, you won't need to feel like you have to. And then one more thing that I see a lot on Instagram is like, you can eat all the quantity you want if you just have this. Yes. And yeah. It's like, why do we have to be so obsessed with so much People want to have an unlimited. They want unlimited something within their diet. This is a free food. I see so many people say, "This is a free food. This is a free food." Eat all the these, and you don't don't have that, and you'll be fine. And it's like, or like keto, have all this fat as long as you don't eat carbs. And I'm like, really, you can just have a little carbs that you need, a little fat that you need, or however much your body needs, and you'll be. It's all it's all marketing, which is so which is like it's great that wellness is such a. Um, highly talked about thing like that people are right. bringing attention to it but what I hate is that money and media is taking advantage exactly. of that of that insecurity yeah, of people sure, of really. that vulnerability and because for so long it's all been about restriction and now mm-hmm. it's like oh no I mean yes like eating abundance yeah. like that's yeah like I, I'm an advocate for that but not so much to the extreme that people are like I can have as much of this as I want and that creates the total yes. opposite like dangerous mindset of questioning like yeah. you know am I always overdoing it like what is too much like exactly. and you know it's honestly like yeah. I think of it yeah. like Halo Top like why do you need the whole pint right why can't each have a one right. scoop or two scoops of it's like, like what an, you want it's an unlimited and it's like I can have the whole I wasn't thinking of having the whole pint but now I'm gonna have the entire thing right because it tells me I can 80 calories and it's like <laughs> like it's just that whole idea of extremes and I don't know yeah, consumerism and yeah, yeah, consumption. No, it's so true. I think it's like getting to a little bit of a better place in that like hundred calorie packs and like fat free isn't in, but like we're still we still have a ways yeah. to go with all the labels. So much so. Is- yeah. Um, what is your like favorite non fitness thing that you've done? Ooh, I think lymphatic massage. Yes. I've been loving oh it. Oh my God. I've been doing it every week since I got sick. Where do you go? I need a weekly person. I actually person. have someone who comes to me. Can she's I get her number? She's not taking new clients. Damn it. I'm, I'm going to ask her for you Please. because she's amazing. Um, but I've also been to Remedy by Red. They do awesome ones. Okay. And IMD Beauty. I'm going next week. I went there once. Yeah. So amazing. So good. Um, but so I, yeah. The at-home thing. That's what I, I need. know. I know. That's a massage table outside of that box that Ooh. I have finally getting one because she was like doing having to do the massage on my bed and I'm like this is a little weird oh yeah that, <laughs> the table. that is weird yeah. um oh my god yeah so good I need to do that like every week um I'm all about the deep t- deep tissue yes it hurts but in a good way yeah um so one thing that I always ask you guys a lot because despite you know, doing workouts as often as you do, you both have gorgeous hair that you just like keep perfect all the time. So how, what are your like best tips for going from sweat to city with hair? Ooh, I like that. Yeah. Um, for me, it's not washing my hair often. And like a lot of people think that sounds crazy. Like I'll maybe wash it two times a week. I do a lot of dry shampoo and I do a lot of, um, hairspray and Mm. just brushing it through and like adding a ton of both. And then kind of training your hair to be okay with that. Like, I think it gets greasy more frequently at first. And then you kind of, like, get to a place where it does less. Yeah. It's also, like, a little hormonally related. Like, sometimes your hair is greasier than others. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I think the products are key. Yep. And you kind of have to, like, just wean. It's almost like weaning yourself yes. off of what we were talking about earlier with, like, coffee and stuff. Like, with showering and exactly. shampooing. And, yeah. And, like, also having a shower cap is key. Because yeah. you can't be, like, getting the right around the face wet because it yeah. kind of messes with your curl yeah I just got my haircut yesterday and um she was telling me how she now like rarely ever shampoos her hair um and just does apple cider vinegar rinses really yeah oh and so that feels I'm, intense I know but I was like oh I kind of want to try that Whoa. I'm gonna look into that yeah what does that do well it could be because apple cider vinegar balances the pH, balances the pH, pH in your right. scalp so I mean I personally basically once a month I probably should do it more often is um a coconut oil apple cider vinegar hair mask I've heard that's really just good. like a tablespoon of each and I'll um dilute it with a little water and then just like put it all on your scalp, massage it in, the extra goes on your ends, and I just, like, leave it in my head for at least a half hour and just, like, do shit around the house. Yeah. And then rinse it out. But I still have to shampoo it out because of the coconut oil. Right. Like, otherwise, it would be, like, really oily. But every time I do that, literally, people are like, did you get your hair colored? Like, did you get it cut? It just looks so good. Wow. And I'm like, no, literally just, like, coconut oil and apple cider vinegar, man. But, um... I need to try. I know. So then when she so was like... Is really healthy? Yeah. Because it just... Because it gets out, like, all the gook. Yeah. And like that it rebalances and um especially if like you are washing your hair every day or mm-hmm. just like not, you know, living in a city where you don't know shit's in the air or whatever. Um 
but then the coconut oil still keeps it moisturized and like like, locks it in so it like keeps your the ends healthy and like it cleanses the top so then when she was like oh I do like these rinses um instead of shampooing I'm like that is really interesting I should do that what about you Dale well I definitely make sure that my sweaty workouts are planned around my hair washing days so I think that helps of like keeping my hair like I don't have to wash it every day yeah Um, and then one trick I do, which I swear by is whenever I have a workout that I don't want to wash my hair, but I want to feel clean. Um, I'll put my hair in a shower, like most of my hair in shower cap and leave out anything that touches my face. Like all the baby hairs that frame my face and Mm -hmm. I shampoo that in the back of my neck and then I blow dry it back and it's literally gives me such fresh hair. Um, but most of the time, I mean, my hair is up. I mean, we're workout girls like it's not realistic to like always go to a workout like you know right so I just I'm totally like put my hair up in a ponytail but on definitely on days I go into core power this morning obviously I have to wash my hair yeah so that's a planning game yeah it's a planning game yeah definitely um okay so I want to ask some questions that have you guys read Tim Ferriss's book um try the mentors that's what it's called oh my god I don't know why that blanking so hard but he asked some really good questions, so I like have been enjoying asking interviewees yes. some of these questions. Yes. So what is one weird habit or absurd thing that maybe not a lot of people know that you do that you love? Is it lame to say I'm addicted to the Real Housewives of any city and I watch them religiously? No, that's not weird. I'm going to like a talk. My sister's flying in this weekend so we can go to some like housewives talk in like... Oh, you are? It's like in Union Square or something. It was, You're like, a groupie. <laughs> I'm also in Facebook groups. Oh my god. <laughs> so there's that. Do you think any of them would meet you? It's not, um, it's not, they're not going to be there at oh. the event. It's just like literally people oh. talking about just, them and chiming in. It's like book club for housewives. Yeah, although Carol does live in my neighborhood and I saw her at Jack's Coffee about two weeks ago, so oh. that was my happy moment. That's so exciting. <laughs> um, okay, most nights, I swear... I take like a pre-bed nap. I don't know. I just like fall asleep while watching TV and then I'm like too lazy to get ready for bed. So I, I pass out for like 30 minutes and then I get up and then I go to bed and I, I get ready. I feel like I remember you. Quick <laughs> nap I before swear. bed. Because we lived together. Yeah. And I remember her being like in her bed, like kind of in a towel. Yeah. yeah. Like toweling and, and lounging and then she'd like be up again in the kitchen then in bed. That's what I don't know bed. why I've conditioned myself to do it because I'm always on my like computer or in bed or on my phone and I'm like really tired but kids would just be 10 minutes and then I'll be like and then I can't get up and I'm like I I've been better recently and like I'm like okay I'm gonna wash my makeup off like right after dinner I'm gonna brush my teeth so if I fall asleep I'm gone for good but yeah. um that's something weird I do right so pre-bed funny. nap that's what my boyfriend calls it <laughs> and you he's still like and you photos. still sleep soundly he's taking photos of me like he takes photos of me when I do it and I'll be like on the couch like this, and there's a collection of photos of me falling asleep. The pre-bed nap. That's so it, funny. It's so weird. Um, what is your most gifted book or your favorite book? It's like the book that you've like either gifted to the most people or just a favorite book of yours. Oh, I would say Journey to the Heart. Yeah. I give it to everyone. Yeah. Such a good one. Um, it's such a. I think it's the gift that keeps giving because it's something for every single day of the year, and yep. you can use it every single year. Yeah, but also like you don't also don't have to read like one a day per year. Like sometimes like totally. you can just flip it open and like whatever but, page yes. you open to is like what, you, what you were supposed like, to hear that day. It always yeah. feels like a new message because of like what's going on in your life at that time. Yeah, like it relates to other things. Mm-hmm. I always say like yeah, what whenever you're reading something or like if you're pulling in like oracle cards or like if you're into that stuff like whatever your gut reaction is relating it to is like what it's meant yes. to be attributed to at that time absolutely yeah what about you um i would say because of elizabeth that's probably also the book <laughs> i've gifted the most yeah. i've given a few out to people as gifts um i would say that one i mean usually i'm like reading a book at the moment and i heavily suggest to people if i like it like fiction or non-fiction but i think that would probably be the one because of Elizabeth, one. she gave it to me for my birthday. Yeah. And oh, yeah, yeah. Hence the gifting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Such a good one. What is what has been like your most recent favorite fiction book? Like just like pleasure reading. I just read um, Dark. No. Sharp, Sharp objects. objects. Oh my god, so good! I started Dark Places. Yeah. Is that the other one yeah. last night. Also Have you seen the good. show? No, but okay. I'm gonna start it this weekend. Yeah. 
I, I haven't either, and I, I haven't read the book either. That's why I haven't watched the show, because I haven't read the book yet. I can give but... you my book if Ooh, you want Okay, it. yeah. I just finished sure. it. I popped it right up there. I was, like, waiting to give it to somebody. I'm going to Hawaii in, like, a month, so I'm going to need some, like, plane reading and <laughs> beach reading. Maybe um, I will. It's dark, but it's entertaining. Yeah. Um, I just finished Behind Closed Doors, and before that I finished Then She Was Gone. So I'm looking, I like my, I like those kind of, like, thrilling type fiction books yeah um, like gone girl s yes yeah. exactly yeah. i love those books so someone um told me to read the last mrs Parrish that i've heard was really good mm-hmm. so the, i love like fiction it's nice recommend. because like it's it's interesting because dale and i were reading a lot of like self-help type books a while back yeah. and i remember dale being like you know what <laughs> f these books we yeah. just need fiction and we need to like be able to go somewhere and i was like you're so right and yeah ever since then i've been like Rather than reading a book, which self-help books are great. Don't get me wrong. I love them. Right. Like, sometimes you just need to, like... Lost in a book. Yes. Yeah. And, like, have your head go to a different world and not be, like, working on yourself 24-7. No, it's so true. I'm the exact same way. Like, I always... I think it's kind of funny because I'm always like, oh, I'm in the middle of, like, three books at a time. And I'm like, yeah. oh, I keep switching. Different. But they're different. And it's true. Like, as much as I, like, love what you're saying, self-help books, like, all of those things, it can get to a point where you're reading them so often that you're like, I'm never good enough. Right. Because right. there's always yeah. things you can and improve on. Yes. Perspective and you have to read everyone's perspective. Yeah. And everyone's method tends to be so extreme yeah. or like yeah. black and white that you're like, yeah, I don't, I just don't know how you could keep it all straight. And a right. lot of the time I'm like so into that method right after and then if I forget about it and it falls yeah. off. So I'm like, what was the point in that? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Like I didn't even, yeah. Yeah. I feel like you have to, come at them with the perspective that you can like take it or leave it like you can't yes. like you can't open up a, like pick up a self-help book written by someone with the perspective that like this is going to be your new bible like you yeah, need right. to just like kind of be like okay I appreciate their point of view maybe we'll consider a few things and like keep nuggets. keep you open-minded about things but not feel like you have to follow everything that everybody tells you to do like exactly. taking little samples of things and like right. see what works right, for you right. yeah, yeah yeah um so what is one of the best investments that you've made under $100 in this past year? It can be on something like tangible or I guess I guess there's two different questions there. <laughs> there's the question, okay, what is the best thing that you've invested in under $100, but also in general, what has been one of your best investments? So either time-wise, like energy-wise. So I've been investing yeah. in therapy mm-hmm. and I mean I guess that's like a tangible thing but also quite expensive yeah but it's been so worth my while I go every single week even when I don't want to go and it's just really nice to have an unbiased outlet mm-hmm. um who can identify things about me that I never would have seen and yep. help me work through them yeah and that's, that's what I say that, like what health coaching is so much yes. too yeah and I think it's very similar like it's kind of she's kind of all-encompassing and yeah like, um and then like something that I physically spent money on well I guess I physically spent money on both, but you know what I mean? Is like I got this little tiny journal that I bought at the airport. Um, my breathwork therapist had told me to get one because she was like, sometimes you just need to like start writing in cursive specifically and like just keep writing and writing and writing until you've like unloaded everything and then never read it again. And so like I did that. I, I bought it at the airport and I did it like literally an entire flight to Miami and I was like pages and pages deep and it just felt so good to like write that out and know that I don't have to like look at it again but that it's like out there mm-hmm. you know was it and it was just like stream of consciousness yeah like not exactly. on anything in particular yeah exactly huh and I've been now using it after I meditate yeah. to like do like two pages at a time to just kind of yeah get rid of kind of like morning pages yeah exactly yeah. I like that yeah um a couple things that I've invested in definitely I I went on some really amazing trips this year that I don't like that were just so incredible in terms of just changed my life and just I, I f- find the best way like traveling is just the, the best way to experience things and I think it can is the only like I don't know what the term for it is but it literally makes you richer like yeah there's so many people like people that would rather like you know I guess when you don't have time when you're working a lot um at a regular job but like spending money on material things I found it does not compare to traveling like, no. and going to real places, exploring cultures. Like that's been my best, um, use of money. Yeah. Um, also therapy, totally helpful. I go to my therapist every week, even when I'm traveling, we FaceTime. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a couple things under a hundred dollars that I've been loving that have changed my life. 
Um, my milk frother. I'm not kidding. It's like my favorite thing in <laughs> the world. It is a hot item on the gram right yeah, now. Yeah, they're great. Um, also, do you my... only use it for like milk? Or... Oh, I made a hot chocolate in yesterday with like Ooh. raw chocolate, like yeah. like unsweetened chocolate chips. I need one for matcha. I think. It's yeah. so good. matcha in it. Um, and then I'm gonna make air fryer tomorrow, and I know that's gonna be a good air one. Air fryer. So I'm pumped I need to about that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, those are good ones. Um, I need more counter space in my kitchen. That's what I need. I know. Oh, me too. <laughs> I don't have room. I, Everything's taking over. I honestly yeah. don't know where I'm going to put it. I put my pots and pans in, like, my oven. Same. And yeah. I hate doing that, but it's the only option. Yeah. Mm. Well, it's Manhattan. Yeah. Do what you can. <laughs> um, so, on the High Life, we're all about honoring yourself every day. So, what is your favorite way to honor yourself every day? I don't know if this is what you what you mean. But it can mean how, whatever whenever, you interpret it as. Whenever I'm just like feeling like I'm not good enough or I don't look good enough or whatever, I have to think of myself like everything I do like as my best friend. Like what would I say to mm-hmm. my best friend who said this about herself? Yeah. Did this for herself. Like it's such a different perspective when you remove yourself from the situation. Mm-hmm. And I think it's so easy to be so hard on yourself and to compare, especially in a city like New York and everyone's just you know, going crazy. So I like to just, like, remove myself and, you know, sometimes be like, okay, what would you say to your best friend? Yeah. And, like, look at her and tell her. And yeah. I think, I don't know if that's what you mean, but that's... No, 100% that's what I mean. <laughs> okay, and okay, I th- I'm so glad that you also mentioned that, too, because um, there's this thing that I read once that I thought was really enlightening in that same yes. aspect that was, like, there's three different yous. There's the current yes. you, there's the past you, and there's yes. the future you. And the past you... Be grateful for that person because whatever they did got you to where you are today. And so if yes. if you if you feel that the past you did something that, you know, you didn't love the outcome of, how would you soothe that person? Or yeah. if they did something that you are grateful that they did, like, you went to the grocery store yesterday. Go you. Like, thanks, past yeah, me. Yeah, that's a good idea. But then your future you is your best friend. Right. That person that you would, like, do anything for. I love so like how like what would you do for your like you need to that person? Yeah, that's really though. good. Yeah, I think I think I, I thought I, I did wanna, a while like, ago, it. but I'll like redo it. So but I will. I, do. I like to save like good Instagram. Yeah. Inspirational like quotes and stuff. And yeah. All, like good sayings. Yeah. Um. But I know that was one thing that I always like that's always really thought good. about too. That's so really it's like, good. what would you like do for your best friend or whatever that you like know would make them feel good? So if it's right. like, oh like because I love you so much, I'm gonna do like. Yes. I'm going to go on a wellness walk right now because like you're the best and I'm going to do this for you. Like, yeah. Sometimes you have to separate it from yourself. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what about you? Favorite Um, way to honor yourself? I think when I have the time to do my morning journal, listing out daily affirmations is big. Mm -hmm. Like at first that was really hard for me. And, like, I remember talking to my therapist and having her be like, so you can't list three, huh? And I was like, (laughs) I don't know. Um, and so I think it gets easier with time and you start to like, you know, see things about yourself that you're like, wow, I really love that. Yeah. Um, and the other thing is just kind of throughout my day, like being able to, to some degree separate like thoughts from myself and know that like that, okay, I just had that thought, but that was just a thought. And like, that's not me. Yeah. Um, and I think I can apply that to like all aspects of my life, but like just it's like such a simple thing, but like when I'm in like a Sunday scary spiral or something like that and Mm -hmm. And I'm worrying about something, like, I can be like, great, like, there is that worry, but that was just a thought. Yeah. And, like, poof, there it's gone. Yeah. So, that's been really helpful. Yeah. And sort of, like, along those topics, um, the days where you're not on the top of the world. Uh, yes. What do you sort of do to get yourself out of that funk? Um, and, yeah. Um, I think the first and most important part is, like, just kind of being, like, letting yourself kind of sit in it and not being like, oh my God, I need to bring myself out of this immediately or like beating yourself up for feeling bad or having a bad hour or day or week. Mm -hmm. You know, that's normal and we're all having it. But for me, just like being more open about when I'm having those moments, Mm -hmm. like whether I'm telling Dale, like, hey, sorry, I'm being the worst today. Like this is what's going on. Or like telling my boyfriend, like this is why I've, you know, just like an explanation or like just being open about your thought or like, what's going on has been really beneficial mm-hmm. to me. And, mm-hmm. and while it doesn't necessarily bring you right out of it, at least it's like a step in the right direction. Yeah. And not being, em- not feeling embarrassed that yeah. you, like, you yes. feel that way either. Right. Like right. it's totally normal and everybody does. So like 100%. it's why, why not acknowledge that that's where you are and just like let yourself 
you know, yeah. get, get past it. Because if you keep suppressing it, then like, then it will only get worse. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I was literally going to say the exact same thing as Elizabeth <laughs> said. I find just bringing attention to it and saying it out loud is the best thing because, and even if I have to say it out loud to myself, um, or tell someone or tell a friend that, you know, maybe I'll just start beating myself up and saying all these things. And then I say, wait a minute. I know I'm anxious because of X, Y, Z or whatever it is. Um, let me talk. Let me just t- tell you about it. You don't even say anything, but like I'm going to get it all out there. And I think that's one thing that has really helped me is just like say it, say it out loud because um, even if no one's there, because you just got to bring awareness to it before you like keep it inside and then like take it out on a different situation later mm-hmm. or you take it on yourself in a bad way. Yeah. So I think that's, it's, it's helpful. And yeah. you're sometimes through that able to even identify that like the root cause of like this mood or this anxiety exactly. is like something not that big. Yeah. I was, you know? I remember like before, um, about a month ago I was, Elizabeth and I were taking photos and I just like went on a rant about how, like about myself and I was like, okay, this is why I'm anxious. And then I was fine. Right. And she was like, I'm like, okay, sorry. It has nothing to do with that. It was I actually I actually this. remember that. And I was like, I'm yeah. so glad you At said that. Because I'm like, when you arrived, I felt like I did something no, wrong. No, and I was like, I'm sorry. Like, and this is why I wanted to cry. And yeah. It's so good to just, like, have yeah. communication. Yeah. On both like, sides. Yeah. So no, just, and I'm some... so glad that you just said that, too. Because I think so many people internalize of someone else's mood and exactly. put it on themselves. And they're yes. like... I, whether it's at work or if it's a friend, it's a roommate, it's a sibling, whatever it is, like they're like, I did something wrong because this person's in a bad mood. Yes. But really, it has nothing to do with I, you. It's so true. Nothing yeah. to do with you, but then you're absorbing that person's mood and like it's affecting yours and it's like, yes. can, you can have you read spirals. the four agreements? Four agreements. No. You should. You need it's, to it's read like it. exactly okay. what you just said. Listen to the audiobook too when you're like walking around. So but oh, one, of the, one of the four agreements is that what other people do and say has nothing to do with you. Yeah. And like I apply it to everything. It's like, oh, that person at, like, Juice Press was the worst to me, mm-hmm. like, the cashier, it's, like, yeah. great, like, that's their own problem, and, it, again, it has nothing to do with me, like, stop being so sh- selfish and feeling like everything's yeah. about you. No, it's true. You know? Um, yeah, there's, like, that, that's, but, like, making the world doesn't always revolve around you, but also, like, for me, naturally, I'm, like, as an introvert, I'm, like, very empathic, like, I, I naturally sort of absorb other people's emotions yes. and energy around me. And that's something I've been really trying to be consciously not doing. and Because it can be toxic. It can be. It's a good thing to some degree, though, because you're very, like, you know, you're good at being supportive and things like yeah. that. I mean, to, to some extent, like, that's part of, like, why I'm a health coach. Because totally. I, I feel like I can connect with people in that way. Um, but, yeah, I can definitely have its side effects. Yes. Um, that you just have to be aware of and really ask yourself where is your mood coming from where are these thoughts and feelings originating from like what is the root cause 100% yeah yeah for sure um well this has been so fun Thank thanks you. again for coming on you guys of where course. can everybody find you obviously at sweats in the city sweats city and then sweatsandcity.com no, no sweats <laughs> someone, someone took our domain before oh man we, yeah but yeah sweats at sweats in the city um we're on instagram we're on twitter we're on Facebook. Are you actually like on Twitter? We tweet. We, we do tweet. <laughs> We're on Amazon. We've got a shop up there. <laughs> Ooh, I need to get an Amazon shop. But, but yes. Instagram and our blog. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. It was obviously a very casual, conversational one, so it was really fun for me to hang out with them, and I hope you guys kind of felt like you were there hanging out with us too. You know, I think they brought up a lot of amazing points, especially about, you know, feeling the need to label your lifestyle and, um, you know, subscribe to certain things that, you know, marketing and society are really trying to drive home for us, but for their own, you know, purpose and hidden agenda. And it's really about just getting back to being in tune with yourself and when that comes to not only the kind of things that you're eating, but how you're working out, you know, and and how you're living your life, you know, what you're following as a career and just listening to what feels right and natural and not always trying to fit a mold. I also wanted to announce to you guys today, this is the first time that you're hearing this, that I am doing an intuition nutrition masterclass. And I'm so excited for this. I feel like it's something that everybody has been asking for and can't wait to bring it to you. We're going to be covering everything from the concept and basics of intuitive eating, how to transition to a more plant-based diet, 
eating a balanced diet that works for your lifestyle, whether you are vegan or a vegetarian or pescatarian or whatever, understanding and honoring your cravings rather than simply ignoring them and so much more. So can't wait for this masterclass. If you guys are interested, please just DM me on on Instagram and you can also shoot me an email. It's just meredith at feelthehigh.com and I will provide you with details as those unfold. This will probably take place around mid-March. It will happen live the first time and after that it's just going to be a pre-recorded masterclass. So the people who join in live are going to have opportunity to ask those uh, questions almost like a, you know, group coaching session. So it's going to be really fun, um, really insightful. And I think you guys are going to really love it. So stay tuned for that. And I'll see you on the next episode. Have a great day, guys.